Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. Uh, we have a great episode. Jackson and I are here. Garrick um, is, is a working man, and we're doing this at 10 o'clock during the day when he can't make it. But Jackson, Yeah, we picked a brutal time for Garrick, but... We're, we're picking it. We're getting a couple things on. We're letting him kind of, you know, get focused on finishing up his school. So, yeah, you know, we miss Garrick, but we're going to be changing the time so that he can jump on as well uh, for the next couple of weeks, hopefully. So we'll all three be back together. But today we have a really cool episode with Chris from Ultra Working. This is an interesting uh, business idea that basically helps people be more productive with the time that they have. So, we're going to hear all about it. We're going to learn about it, but I'm curious to see kind of how does it work and, you know, how do they keep their sustainable kind of work pattern going? I know they're, they're, they base a lot of what they do off work cycles and people's ability to really get focused work done with planned breaks so that they can achieve that maximum efficiency while they're working. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if you're going to hop into this episode, just know like the same things apply to your, that you're doing in training with, periodization, uh, macro cycles, micro cycles, you know, taking breaks, understanding the, the purpose of the workout, the understanding the purpose of the recovery. Imagine if you worked with those same type of uh, demographics, like I know that I'm going to work on this project for 30 minutes because I have these things I've planned ahead. I know the structure. This is kind of what these guys are doing. So the science behind it is awesome. We're going to talk about all that. It's very affordable. Um, and anyways, they're, they're going to be big movers in this kind of like work gym stuff. And I think Jackson, I might even try it on their next work pentathlon, but, um, outside of that, Jackson's thumb is thumbs probably good to go now. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's wiggling around. Not bad. I, I don't have any issues with it for training, anything like that. Um, if I have to pinch something really hard, that's the only time I can feel it a little bit of pain in there, but it'll get better. I just had my follow-up with the doctor on the phone and she's like, yep, x-ray is good. Just, you know, you're fine. Just keep living. And I'm like, all right, sweet. So Perfect. that one's in the rear view, uh, even though crazy enough, that actual, that surgery was less than six weeks ago. It's kind of seems weird. It seems awesome to me how quick, you know, I was able to come around. It could have been a lot slower. Yeah. Um, really our concern now is Tamara. She did have a bike crash and, you know, she's coming around with her concussion, but it is slow. So, you know, send her all the good vibes you can. Yes. And uh, we, we hope that she's able to kind of come back to normal soon. And uh, other than that, everybody's kind of clipping along good with the team and we're looking forward to a season start. Yep. We just launched another video for our volume two of team camp launch. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, this will be a video podcast available for you as well. Um, we're going to be at Clash Miami racing on 11 March. And then I'm going to scurry off to Chile and race challenge Puerto Varas, I think it's called. It's a new race for challenge. So they're trying to get some pros out there. I'm obviously one of the last ones to make that list. Um, but ultimately, big season's coming. Um, we just signed another sponsor as well um, called Planetary. Um, they're a CBD sponsor and they create CBD or they pull, they extract CBD through water extraction instead of using any of the aldehydes or alcohols. To, so it's super, oh, hold on. I'm getting a call. <laughs> anyways it uh it works great we're gonna do a whole episode on them but just hop into this episode um but thanks for listening to us thanks for supporting us and please enjoy this episode it's pretty you'll see that how the the dots connect between i guess routine regimented sport programming and work programming so let's jump in Woo, we've got a great episode lined up, coming in hot. We have ultra working. It's going to be a concept to all of you by this point um, will probably be like, wow, this kind of lines up with how I train. Um, so we have Chris Natura here from Ultra Working to discuss. And Chris, if you wouldn't mind providing a little bit of background um, into who you are and what your role is in the company um, and you know why you're as credible as it comes. And Jackson, right. don't forget that. Yeah, I'm here. Don't forget about me. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, my name is Chris Natterer. I'm German by birth, as my name 
maybe uh, already tells you. Um, yeah, I'm an engineer. I work as product leader at Clockwork at Ultra Working uh, for a product called Clockwork Nutrition. At Ultra Working, we we build uh, tools to help knowledge workers produce better results, have a better time working, and um, have an easier time achieving you know really high quality work. And um, there's a lot of similarities when you look at uh, peak performance in any field. Um, and there's a lot of overlap between um, you know, high quality academic work and high quality, uh, you know, sports performance. The, the ways to approach those two fields actually share a lot of commonalities. And that's what we are here to talk about today. Well, it's perfect. I've said it for years, high performing athletes, you have to have the same skills to be a high performing, you know, person within the structure of our society. Like um, most athletes I coach, you know, they are in the upper echelon of they've done a re really well financially, they're really self-driven, self-motivated, and they're able to compartmentalize in a way that people without those traits seem to kind of struggle with. Same thing if an athlete comes on board and they just don't have the desire, the program, and I have to hold their hand a lot, they just, the shelf life's a lot shorter. Jackson, I'm sure you've experienced the same thing within your relative space of coaching and, and being an athlete. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm really curious just to hear about, you know, you guys have done a lot of research and like, what are those key, you know, similarities that you see? And also probably a few differences, but the main kind of success factors. Um, so you, I know you have experience in nutrition, like where did your role come in in terms of research and starting this company? Like what, what is it that you are an expert in? Okay. Well, so um, I've, the way I ended up with ultra working is that I was first a, an active user of their tools. And this was maybe three and a half years ago. Um, and I came in as someone who, you know, already, you know, thought of himself of being quite organized, being quite on top of, you know, being of like being productive, also performing at a you know fairly good level athletically and, and already thinking through my work and the way I approach things in a very systematic way. But uh, I found that using the tools that Ultraworking had already developed at that time, I still saw a significant increase in the way that uh, my output um, you know, was, became more, um, more stable. And I was really able to put a certain block of work in my, in my calendar and be guaranteed to hit my targets. That really piqued my interest you know, after many years of, of striving for excellence in the way, in the things that I did, I'm still seeing a big, a big jump forward in the way um, that I was able to do things. And that's how I ultimately ended up joining Ultra Working as a product leader for one of our newest products, which is called Clockwork Nutrition. And uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. Basically, there are in almost any field, there are certain best practices. You know, you, you for sure know best practices on how to approach you know, running a triathlon and how to train for a triathlon. The same way there are best practices for work. And even though we might intuitively know some of them, we often don't uh, apply them in a systematic way. And that's one of our main tools that we, that we are building is helping people to systematically use these best practices in their daily work. And uh, yeah, people really get a lot of value um, out of that when they start applying those, uh, those tools. What does that actually look like? Say I'm a client who is coming in to try to take advantage of it. Um, the website shows a bit of a calendar. Obviously, you guys are going to be structuring something um, in, in that manner. To uh, We all can understand a calendar. Um, right. But who, who populates that calendar and how does it relate to my specific needs? Okay. Yeah. So one of our main tools is called work cycles. And this is basically a tool to help you have a really well prepared and effective single work session. So um, often when, you know, when you look at someone in, in, an, in a company or in any field, they will sort of, they have something on their on their schedule that they want to, you know, take off something on the list and they just jump in, they just start working. And we are um, training people to take maybe a step back initially and instead of just jumping in and, and just getting going, um, really asking yourself a few critical key questions 
to align the session that you're trying to have with the with your ultimate goal. So one of the so the way it works is let's say you want to sit down and you want to want to work for four hours. That's usually a chunk of time that we encourage. Um, you know there are many things in 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 work fields where you really cannot make a lot of progress in 30 minutes because it already takes you maybe 30 to 60 minutes to even load the problem into your head and and um, get into the zone. Um, you know the concept of deep work has been has been uh, popularized in the last few years. So you sit down for four hours and the first question we ask you is really trying to define what are you trying to accomplish in the next four hours and picture that that end state of the work that you're trying to achieve and get very specific about what you're trying to do and also what you're not trying to do. Then the second step is, um, why is this important and valuable? And I think this is something that applies also very well to training. Um, asking yourself, what am I trying to accomplish in this training session? And why is that important for the overall goal that I'm, that I'm trying to achieve? And in the, in the context of work, this could be, why is this work that I'm trying to, to finish important for me? Why is it important maybe for the company? And why is it important for the end user of the the person who's actually going to use what I'm building. Um, the, next, the, next, the next question is, how will I know this is complete? And this is really, uh, I think, an important question that often we fail to, to consider. Um, like, what does finished actually look like? True. If we don't know what finished actually looks like, we might, you know, we, 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 we walk to the left, we walk to the right, we take a lot of detours until we finally get to our end state. If you don't know where you're trying to go, it's very hard to end up there. Um, then doing some, um, some failure planning. And I think this also, once again, translates very well to training. Uh, what could go wrong? Maybe there are some things that you can already anticipate that, um, that might, you know, might give you trouble. For example, in, if you're building, if you're, if you're a programmer and you're building a new piece of technology, you might know that ah, I might hit a technological block here and you know, might not be able to get certain data that I need or might not be able to, um, to solve a certain problem. How will I deal with that situation when it occurs? And in the context of training is, for example, hey, I'm, I'm going to the gym, I'm doing a, work, um, a training session, but I, I have a nagging injury that might flare up. I already know that this might happen. What will I do when that happens? Will I just abort the training? Will I switch to a different modality? Or will I just, you know, take, uh, like, go down two gears and, and finish at a very leisurely pace, but still complete the session in some way, shape or form? Well, that, um, that really quick resonates really well with something I, and I'm sure you've probably been familiarized with this, but I, I read that foreshadowing failure is all, all optimal for success. You know, ever the, I guess the, the old way of viewing things was, you know, visualize your success, you know, and, you know, look at that finish line. It's going to be there waiting for you. Your family's going to be there, but foreshadowing the ways that it could go wrong, not facilitating a, a problem to where it's going to be worse, but ultimately understanding if you don't connect these three, these three or four dots within this process, I could let myself down. I could let my boss down and it seems like your website as well. You know, you promote group workout sharing of of these collaborative sessions to where you could be letting your team down which is ultimately probably worse than letting anyone else down even your loved ones because if your team fails then you know that's why we have great sports teams anyways and we can all rally so that that really resonates i think with me particularly so great great job you guys are just crushing it on that aspect <laughs> thank you very much um yeah to the point that you just mentioned i think uh, there is some research when when people are overconfident, like when you don't expect that anything could go wrong, your chance of not succeeding actually much higher than if you plan for the, you know, the failure cases. And if you maybe don't expect yourself to be perfect at all times, if you know that, you know, you're not always going to be at your absolute best, but how can I still, you know, get some work in when that happens? Yeah. Um, so once you've planned this, this four hour session, you are now ready to go into the first um, bit of work. And you know, we now work in 30 minute 
uh, cycles. And um, we have a shorter version of that planning process that I just outlined for each of those 30 minute blocks. So once again, I'm now I'm trying to define what am I trying to accomplish in the next 30 minutes? How will I get started? What is the first step? That's a big step that people are, that really helps people to get moving. And uh, you know, probably in, I think running is one of those things, for example, where it really counts. You just need to get moving. Yeah. Once you're moving, once you're in motion, you stay in motion. But it's that first, like going from not moving to moving, that's for many people the, you know, yeah. the difficult part. For me, it's um, the pool lately, just getting the pool. in the pool, like I'll an extra 10 minutes just warming up. Oh, my shoulder's not quite ready. <laughs> just, but once you jump right. in, it's good. Right. Um, and then hopefully you have a really productive session. You work for 30 minutes, you hit your, your, your outlined goal. And then another thing that I wasn't doing, at least before I started doing this, um, is having after the, the session completes, reviewing the last 30 minutes. And this closes the feedback loop. And this, once again, I think is something that we really can benefit. I started implementing it into my own training. Um, for example, I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, and, and, and doing some strength training as well. And after each session now, I review what did I just do? How did it go? What did I learn? What could I do better next time? And these are more or less the questions that we, that we ask. And this closes the feedback loop. And now you're not only having a really good session, you're also having a hopefully increasingly good session. So every, every workout, every work session is a chance to learn a little bit more about the way you approach things, make slight adjustments, and then with those adjustments, go into the next cycle and repeat the process. So you guys are just starting with this big window and then you're bringing it down smaller and then even smaller with a magnifying glass. So you're just effectively hyper-focusing on the individual compositions, which make up a good workout, which also make up a good work performance session, which is in right. your guys' opinion, you know, good 30 minute block. Um, how about attention span? You know, what have you guys found through your research and, you know, what is the actual good attention span of a high performing person you all work with and how do you battle, you know, cause multitasking is, is obviously something we all have to do. And it's also could be beneficial to multitask before you head, head into a focused three or four minutes, whatever it is, your attention span can last, but right. do you have any insights on that? Well, um, I would say in, in that field, it depends. Um, it depends where you are in your journey. Um, if you have someone, I mean, the, the world we live in right now is definitely not, uh, you know, it doesn't help our attention span. I would say, you know, I would argue that our our fathers had a longer attention span than, than we do these days. We, are, we have so many influences that, that will um, make it easier to distract us. Initially, 30 minutes can feel quite long. Um, and we settled on a on a good medium that works for pretty much everybody reliably. If you're a programmer and you have a very complex program um, problem, then maybe extending those 30 minutes to, to 50 minutes, it will be helpful. It depends a little bit on the type of work that you're doing and your individual level, your individual attention span. Um, why we do 30 minutes is that we combine um, in one of our tools, this, this overall um, planning framework with another really important uh, component, which is social accountability. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, and, and, you know, we, I don't think we really know, like there, the science isn't there, why this, why this is the case. But when you add accountability, people just tend to perform better than when they're by themselves. And um, we have, uh, as part of our product called the Work Gym, we, we have live um, Zoom sessions where people can join in. And now they will go through a work cycle with a moderator. So there will be almost like a, you know, a person giving the, the rhythm, you know, yeah. maybe it's the, maybe in running you have the you know, person in front of the pack, leading the pack and, and setting the pace. I think that's maybe a good way to think of it. And it's a very, then just it's a very German way to do things. Right. 
I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that could be that could be. Is sad. that a German um, company? Like, is that no, where the company's out of? It's not a German company. Uh, it's a it's a US company, but you know, maybe I'll I'll just. Uh, you have your own I'll, influence I'll, on it. I, a little I, bit we'll, German. <laughs> <laughs> but our, so our, yeah, I have like you know been kind of taking some little mental notes here as we go. And one you, thing you mentioned sure. a few minutes ago about um about being you know, exposed to all these potential distractions. That's something that really is for me, like a, a massive hindrance in my ability to get work done. Um, not necessarily in my training. Uh, when it comes to training, I have that pretty dialed down, but when it comes to just other work, like organizing race trips or signing up for races or booking things or all kind of work for sponsors, et cetera, et cetera. Because as you mentioned, we have all these distractions. So like, I'll literally go on my phone I'll open my phone and be like, I need to send this email to this person. I'll open my phone, see something else, get completely distracted and not do it. And it's just, it's, it's very difficult to navigate. So how do you guys sort of get people to have a bit of a better time dealing with those sort of distractions? Do you, do you recommend people have different devices for personal versus work? How do you guys navigate that? Right. <clears throat> yeah, that is definitely, I mean, this is something that comes up all the time and, um, absolutely is something that I personally think about a lot. Um, you know, the way it works, and this is, you know, this is, a bit, this is almost, a, this could be a very big um, conversation is that, that the tools or the, the world, the way it's designed, um, there are companies spending a lot of money to get our attention. And they are in hiring very smart people to come up with systems that are, that are giving us the, the right type of intermittent um, feedback to keep us engaged and wanting us to go back and i i feel like there we need a little bit like drastic measures to to deal with this so um the way i deal with it and you know this is not everybody this is this is a bit individual but i will have almost when i re realize that there is something that draws my attention i will be very rigorous in blocking it so there are tools that i have installed on my on my mac and on my phone that will just during work hours block all of these websites and and, and places that i'm drawn towards and um and shield myself from them so basically i'm outsourcing my my willpower to these tools i just need the willpower in the two minutes it takes me to set up those systems and install the software and hit the you know block everything button and then basically after that it is no longer up to me whether or not i want to go there even if i wanted to i can't and then eventually um you're you're it's like when you when you cut out a certain maybe food that's not good for you initially there will be a, a high drive towards that and you'll you know you'll think about it on a regular basis but after not getting it for a few days or weeks that urge will just naturally subside and go down so there you go you got to block it out i think that works well for for sport specifically because now we all have smart watches at on at all times and anytime we're riding outdoors we usually have our phone or on the treadmill we've got it so there's been plenty of times when i've forgotten to turn off like and all i do is i hit do not disturb on my phone and it shuts off all my communications and notifications so i don't worry about it and it turns in, even my screen won't pop up with anything so i had to you know like years ago i'd be riding with some friends and they kept getting alerts on their garmin just as beep beep i'm like guys just turn off the alerts because it's a distraction so i think again another tying together of the two worlds here um if you're in an interval and it's almost frustrating because I was in this like long text chain and people just get ramped up, sending all kinds of jargon to each other. And I'm just, I'm trying to get a workout in guys. Would you please shut up? So you got to turn it on. Do not disturb if you want to just eliminate that from happening. Yeah. Um, there is, this is more, I guess, an art and a science dealing with these, these modern tools um, and finding a way that works well for you. Um, that the concept of digital minimalism really speaks to me in that. Ooh, that's in a that, new one. Um, in that context, yeah, there, there, there are some uh, interesting concepts and, you know, I've, I've learned from other people in that field as well um, and on how to, how to deal with it and how to approach it. And um, there, one of the concepts that, that's, that speaks to me is the concept of, 
utility, um, you know, not stopping to think about these tools as like in or evaluating them in the context of utility, because you will always find some reason that you're using a certain tool. There is always a reason that you're using it, and there will always be some utility. But in the overall context, even if every single tool has some utility, if you add them all together, the net, the net, uh, the sum of all of these little pieces will be negative because it's drawing your attention. And um, yeah, once you've uh, like, I, I had a few a few spurts where I just was very rigorous around around cutting all of it out, and I just realized how much my my mind was became clear after a few days of very little notifications, very little distraction. And I, I just got so much more done. And once you've seen that, um, it's easy to, you know, want to keep that going. Yeah. Um, so jumping into ultra working itself um, as, as a service you all offer within the platform, um, is it recommended that let's say I have a big project in due in six weeks, um, right. you know, you, you would probably want to get a hold of you guys for that specific duration to get that project completed. Because it sounds like you all are really, if there's an end goal in sight and it's tough to get there because there's a lot of work and, and you did mention knowledge-based working. So it's more like probably, um, you know, computer, you know, writing thesis, something that's really going to require a lot of screen time, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, ultimately that's probably how I would, even need it sometimes to get some of my projects done. So that is that what you all recommend? Yeah, I mean, so we have we have three different products in that field that all have a slightly different focus. The the work gym is this is that the product that you could use for your daily work. And now people will jump on for two hours, four hours every couple of days or maybe every day. Then we do an event called the work marathon where we encourage people to, um, where for four days, we will try to get in a lot of hours, you know, maybe eight, 10 hours of concentrated work every day to ship a, a, a project that can be completed in that time frame. And, and people will, will say, hey, I just shipped the project that would have otherwise taken me a month to complete. Um, and then we have the, the pentathlon, and that's one of my favorites. Um, the pentathlon is a is a two week um, two weeks of peak performance styled as a competition. We um, we people sign up and we assign them to teams uh, of five to seven people. You bring a project or you bring you know whatever is your most important work, and then uh, what we realized is you know work is we're, we're trying to focus on work. That's what we are trying to improve. But work is not, it's not this thing that stands by itself. It's, it has to fit in within the rest of our lives. And um, there are many other things that if you don't pay attention to them, it's really difficult to get your work, best work done. So for example, if you're completely out of shape, um, you'll have a hard time putting in your best work. If your nutrition is not good, once again, it will probably affect more than just your nutrition. If you're not sleeping properly, once again, it will also negatively affect all other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And um, the last part is the, the actual, you know, the actual work, the actual, um, the way we approach it and the way we think about it. And so um, you come in um, and you, you set a goal for the next two weeks. What do I want my fitness to look like? What do I want my nutrition to look like? Um, what, do I want my sleep schedule to look like? We pay a lot of attention of on um, not necessarily when you wake up, but when you go to bed, we find that's the much more important um, metric. Like it doesn't really matter if you want to wake up at five, if you go to bed at midnight, that's going to be a hard goal to hit. But if you're in bed by 10, you will also not have a hard time waking up at five. And then we encourage people to get a very, get very systematic about the way they plan their days. That's one of the things that we realized early on when we first added planning to this, to this, to these five categories, we thought, well, it's just, you know, most people will already do this. Most of our customers, I'm sure, are, are planning thoroughly every day. But we realized that even among high performers, 
um, a daily planning ritual is not necessarily always established, but when you do, you get a lot of uh, leverage out of it. And then, um, yeah, for, the, for those two weeks, um, we, we track you in, in those five categories, nutrition, fitness, um, planning, sleep, and then ultimately your most important work. And, and there we, um, we rate you for, or we score for, um, for quality and for quantity. So if you just put in 10 minutes every day on your most important work, you're getting half of the points in that category. That's because we realize that most projects do not die because they don't get four hours of attention every single day. Most projects die because they don't get any attention for like a whole week. Yeah. So we want to, so just, and, and, you know, the same with training, it's, um, I've, and, and I could, I can ask this question back. It's like, you know, what is more important is the intensity. Is it more important to like, you know, put in one workout and go a hundred percent or consistently get in 80% when you, but, but keep that consistent. Oh, that's an easy going. one. That's right. a common and, sense one, right? Jackson, you, what do you think, Jackson? Consistency is key. That's right, Consistency buddy. is key. Yeah, I mean, the, so we're trying to establish in the, in the pentathlon, the whole, the, whole, the whole concept of that, those two weeks is consistency, installing consistent habits. It's not about having the craziest fitness protocol that you've ever done. Or the the you know the 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 strictest the strictest diet you've ever been on. It's about consistently sticking to something and being able to stick to something that you've set for yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I would say that's the event that people look forward the most. Um, we do this about four times a year, and um, we get really really great reviews. People ship a lot of really good work, and also this added um, effect of you know, you, it might be seven o'clock and you haven't done your workout, but you don't want to let your team down because your team is trying to, you know, uh, compete and, and score high against all the other teams. And so you'll be like, hey, let me get that workout in so I can check the box and, and, and yeah, score, do, do people, put in some uh, points on my team. Do people dress up for this? Do they wear uniforms? Uh, no, they don't. Uh, but yeah, uh, see some face paint um, on there. Have the Olympics, the work Olympics. <laughs> you might. Um, but it's pretty, have, uh, cool. it's pretty good that honestly like just to to hear that like you know the focus is work but acknowledging the importance of balance is so critical because like you said you know if you don't pay attention to your health and you just right. you let yourself go then your longevity is not going to be there and your motivation is going to go away and um it's just you know life is a balance and and that's kind of brings me to a question that's kind of come up is how so this is you know obviously this program is sort of designed for people who are trying to achieve high goals in their work. And, you know, there are people who just aren't overly career motivated. Maybe they've got really high family goals or athletic goals and they kind of want to balance and they're like, okay, well, I've got my nine to five job where, you know, I get paid hourly or whatever it is. And so, and then they want to kind of have focuses other in other areas is there a kind of a, a, a use for this for people like that who, you know, obviously if someone's a, a you know, got a, like, say they're a cashier at a grocery store, well, they can't really put in more work. It depends on who comes in and, and stuff like that. But, you know, for people who have jobs more, more like that, where would you see this kind of coming into use? Um, or is it, you know, is it something that's mostly for, for people who are growing or are somewhat self-employed or kind of performance-based? Um, so, you know, last year we had some, someone on, um, of our regulars, he, he, you know, used this as part of his daily work. Um, then he was taking a sabbatical and he was still there every single day. And I'm like, what are you actually doing? And he was composing a, a, a sound, a theme for an, you know, a, a silent movie from the 1930s. And he was there every day doing something completely not, not work related, but creative related. He was, you know, he was using the same tools to do something that he was just passionate about and wanted to, to do a good job on and ship, you know, within a reasonable time frame. So um, 
you you should have clearly some there needs to be some um you know mental goal that you're trying to achieve for this to make sense it, it is at the end to do mental work so if there is no mental work to be done it probably doesn't help too much but uh, i think you know it doesn't necessarily matter i think everybody has something that, that they're trying to um learn get better at you could do this you could you know be there to to, to learn a language or to uh you know read about how to better educate your child or to become a better parent i would say as long as you have any goal that you're trying to 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 thrive towards you can get something out of the general approach um, that we are trying to install i think uh for me, like there's a couple things in my life I've wanted to do forever that I've never really stuck with. Um, when I, I was sponsored by PVAG racing team in Austria and I wanted, I was in there for months and I was always the one who could barely speak any, you know, German Austrian. Um, and it was very frustrating. So I really spent probably two or three months, um, before every time I went over there learning how to, to speak better, but since that's gone away. And then I was in Iceland for a long time and I wanted to learn that amazing language as well. So I got pretty familiar with that, but I've never committed consistently long-term. And I see like what you have, what your team has, has created here. That could be something that could keep me on board, consistent and growth um, oriented within a language. Cause I think it always, it pisses me off more than anything that Americans just don't ever learn another language. It's not like part of our goal in life. Um, and then other countries are bordered by different languages. So there's a blend and it's an opportunity to have to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I would, man, I'm, I'll sign up and try it. I mean, honestly, I, that in learning piano, like, I think those are things that the childhood dreams we never made time for you guys could also help fulfill some of those things for adults who just have never made structured time for it. So that's a great little spinoff, I think. Yeah, we have some, um, I mean, for me, it's this, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, everybody is, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, not different than others in a sense that, you know, you're not always at your, you're not always at your absolute best and uh, getting everything done that you're trying to do. With the TWG, I know that, okay, if I, if I can't get myself to do it, I just hop on the Zoom call. We run 24-7 for the most part. And all of a sudden I'm surrounded. I, I see like, you know, 10 to 30 other people there. And it makes it so much easier to just jump in. I will follow the process. I will plan my work. And there were so many things that I had been, you know, trying to get, go through for weeks and wasn't really making progress. I take them into work cycles. I take them to the work gym. And four hours later, they're basically done. And uh, some of the, you'll, you'll see some people that, uh, you know, they will, they will renovate their house in, in 30, 10 blocks. You know, they will just use this sort of like this, this framework of structuring um, their, their day and apply it to something that's completely unrelated to their day-to-day -day job. Um, and, and, but, but follow this format of what am I trying to accomplish right now? Accomplish it, learn from it. What am I trying to accomplish the next 30 minutes? Go for it, accomplish it, learn from it, and it's it's it it really teaches you something about yourself. We also track um, your morale and your energy, and this is something that was in interesting to me. I would often start the day a little bit sluggish. I felt tired. I felt maybe unmotivated, and then 30 minutes later, I'm like, but now I'm actually really energized and motivated. So I learned about myself. If I just get started and I stick with it for 30 minutes everything turns around and then it becomes much easier. Yeah. I think you should do a study next. Um, you should get one, two carpenters who've both built homes um, on their own and have one of them use your protocols to build the house. And one of them just use their normal stuff and see who finishes faster. You know, I'd love to, I bet it's like, be great. And who finishes better. Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously. Better, okay, better. Good, great point. The quality has to be yeah. like, Right. But I, I just wanted to quickly touch on, you know, when you mentioned when you sign in, there's a bunch of other people there. And then all of a sudden, you know, your motivation goes way up. And that really, 
really kind of comes into effect with training as well. It's a, it's a huge parallel where all the best athletes in the world nowadays, you know, 90% of them are all surrounding themselves with other elite athletes and not every single person, the odd person likes to train alone, but most people just need that camaraderie and that sort of, it's not necessarily competing with each other, but it's, you know, there's that little underlying competition, but it's mostly just encouraging each other. Somebody else is doing work. So you want to do work and it takes some of that mental burden off. Um, we see that all the time. I've got a great group in Guelph here I train with and, and it's not even necessarily for the days where everything's going great, but on the days where it's hard to get yourself going and somebody else is like, all right, we're going, let's go. And you just kind of get through it. So That's Nick's doing the same thing with his swim right now. He's jumping in with a bunch of teenagers who are super fast swimmers. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll just do my best here. Keep up and <laughs> getting his butt kicked probably, but it's really good for him. So yeah, great point, Jackson. I think I missed that with the group that you all have in, in Ontario. So yeah. That makes sense. It would just also sometimes be distracting because someone like me would show up in the group and take us off topic and make us lay down intervals and just try to have too much fun. So I, hopefully there's on these work groups, there's a lot of muted people just. Yeah, I think you're mostly muted, I would think. You're not just like everyone's yeah, like no. dying and coughing all the time. <laughs> yeah, on, on, on per default, everybody's muted. We have... Um... So that there is a there is a clear structure every two hours you check in you do like a real debrief like how long have i been on how long am i trying to go could i could i do any is there any type of adjustment i could be making right now you know for example do i need you know some extra energy do i need uh do you need to take a break um what else could i be doing to be on point and then we also have uh, breaks where we um, where someone jumps on from the group and discusses what they're working on and how they're approaching it. And I've learned a lot from listening to the okay. way other people work on something and approach their work. Um, the, as part of the, so the, the last piece that we um, launched last year, uh, that kind of fits into this whole picture. When we did, clock, when we did pentath the pentathlon, we realized that the nutrition piece is pretty hard to solve for most people um, you need to know sort of like what actually is ideal nutrition and um, even if you know what it what that looks like in in terms of the composition of your meals it still you know requires you to go out into the world and and buy groceries and and prepare them and cook them and it takes quite a bit of time and mental um, you need to mentally be thinking about it and that that's when we came up with the product that I'm the product leader for, which is called Clockwork Nutrition. Um, and that's basically an, a way to get perfect nutrition without having to um, think about nutrition. Uh, you tell us your goals, you tell us your, um, for example, I want to lose you know, five, uh, five kilograms, I want to have more energy. Um, then we take your stats, your, your height, your weight, um, your sex, your age, your physical activity level, and we create a nutritional profile for you. And then we send you ready prepared meals with local delivery services. They show up at the door, you know, freshly prepared, warm, ready to eat. And uh, you just eat them and they perfectly hit your uh, caloric and macronutrient targets and help you to achieve your goals. That's even more German. That's, um, <laughs> that is very German now. Yeah, I've, I've been on my own version of that. I live in a, I live outside of the U.S., so we're currently mostly in the U.S. Yeah, those stairs are own. not up to code in the U.S. Behind you. No, they're not. They're, not. <laughs> they're, uh, they're Darwinian, like they, you know, they. They're incredibly cool. The, survival of the fittest here. At... <laughs> <laughs> no handrail. Just anybody falls down, you just bring the ambulance. Right. Might scratch, <laughs> right. might dab, you might live and be fine. You never know. So with this, with this prepared food service, is this like available in the U S like where, yeah. where is this available to people? And then the other question I had, which you can get into after is like, is there different like subscriptions of like, okay, this is how much this costs. This is how much, if you want to do this, or is it like you pay a monthly membership and then you get whatever you want. Uh, obviously the food service is going to be a different thing. Cause that has a bunch of cost right. to it, but yeah, right. just go through that a bit. Um, yeah, Clock of Nutrition is available, let's say, in all major cities where the infrastructure in terms of delivery services is good enough and also depends a little bit on your, on your diet. 
Um, and if, you know, if you're in a smaller city and you're on a vegan diet, it might be harder to serve you. But in, in any you know, bigger um, city in the US, we can, we can uh, serve you quite well and hit that perfect nutrition. And then for the rest of the uh, products, um, TWG, the work gym, is, uh, is $50 a month. And I think that really is... Uh, That's not a lot, really. Me, a single, it's less than a gym, it's about a gym do. membership or less, right? So that's kind of the idea of the work gym. Yeah. Um, um, and if you're getting productivity out of it for, for most people who have big goals, that's that's pretty reasonable. I mean, thinking about a coach, like hiring a personal coach is way more than that, obviously, because you guys can have like one sort of leader per group of what, 10, 20 people? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, one of the things is that uh, if you're just, for me, I'm, I always thought about it that way, that if I just have one good work session a month where I'm getting, you know, maybe 200% more work done than I would in another, than, than in a usual four hour period, it already paid for itself. And I can do this, uh, you know, every day, every single day if I want to. And then the pentathlon and the work marathon are standalone, um, standalone, you know, events. Um, that uh, that that we do a couple of times a, a year cool and so and then you sign up for those like they have an additional cost or anybody's available to do them um i think they have a so they, the pentathlon has an additional cost it might be that i think for the longest time if you are a member of the work gym we basically comp you the uh the cost of the pentathlon and just make you um yeah join it and and, and have a good a good productive two weeks. Cool. Well, um, I just, you know, I think touching on the nutrition thing quickly, I, when it comes to like planning that for people, um, do you like have certain principles that you try to always follow? Like some people, you know, obviously if they're vegan or if they're not vegan, different things like that are, are simple, but what are sort of some of the standard standard principles you go by for that in terms of like composition of a meal for example right yeah so um one of the most important things is and i looked at a ton of studies when we set this up so it, it uh, one big part is are you trying are you on, on maintenance are you on surplus or are you on a caloric deficit that that will really determine uh, that is an important question to ask um, that will determine the an amount of protein that we are trying to send you in your meals. Um, so if you're on a, on a deficit, for example, you should have a higher amount of uh, protein to maintain muscle mass as you reduce body fat. Um, if you're on maintenance, that can, be, that can go down a little. And then once again, if you're on a surplus, it should be higher again. Um, then it's the... Well, after that, we, we have the, um, the, the ratios of carbohydrates to fat, and we're um, giving, you know, that we, we um, will adjust that ratio based on the feedback that we are getting uh, from the customers after each meal. So we start sending you meals um, that based on, you know, a rough estimate of your basal metabolic rate, for example. So we, we, uh, you tell us like how many sessions you do a week of workout and we roughly estimate how many calories you're probably burning. And then you report back um, how your weight changes and we will adjust the amount of food that we're sending you. And um, realistically, if you just eat the food that we're sending you, we can you know, adjust your weight upwards, maintenance or downwards pretty reliably. Um, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you tell us how you felt on those meals. So you tell us, hey, this, this, this day made me feel quite hungry or this day I didn't feel any hunger at all. And I really liked this meal and I didn't like this meal. And I felt mentally extremely sharp on that day. And we'll take all of that into account. We have some machine learning in the background to adjust the meals that we're sending you and get better over time um, in, in, the, in the meals that are really well suited for what you're trying to accomplish. Man, I think, uh, you know, once I get tired of working within this sport, you know, I, I want to come work for you guys. I think this is like a cool, this is career. like the Nick 101. He loves this, efficiency. He's like, 
just get eight hours of work done in one hour and you're perfect. Yeah. Like this, everything you all do is exactly how I kind of like structure. I don't even do it. I can't do it on purpose because I'm not that good, but I like when I start a video project of editing, you know, I just, I finish it to completion over the course of the day and I don't let distractions happen. And, but I still have to train and eat and do hot stuff. But when I coach athletes, like you essentially, just like what you all are doing, you become a bit of a life coach in general, not just a productivity coach, but you, you, you're managing stress as a unit because everything equates to at the end, end of the game, stress, right. it's just like everything you put in your body. That's a carbohydrate, you know, ends up as sugar. So I think that's kind of, you know, I'm just going to put a, my resume, send it over and maybe you just sit on it for a while and I'll just kind of get, it looks like you're hiring on your website, man. Oh, um, anyways, let's get into, I mean, I think we've blanket covered everything you all do which is which is great and i think there's a lot more to be said that if you know if you're listening visit the website ultraworking.com we'll put it in the show notes as well um but I, let's talk about the big deliverables and this is why you're paying for it you know, what do you typically see productivity productivity before and after utilizing your service and what is the cost associated with that and, and are you running a promotion right now right so we ask the question after each four-hour session, um, we have a debrief where you can, once again, I know you, you, you say, what did I accomplish? And how did this rank against my usual performance? And we see anywhere from, you know, 150 to 400% is what people tell us, that they got accomplished more doing work cycles than outside of work cycles. Wow. Um, and for me, it's the... It's also there are some lifelong permanent gains in the way I approach things. Um, whenever I default to not using work cycles, I will be like, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, why am I not just this is inefficient. sticking? Yeah, <laughs> this is inefficient. Like, stop, um, you know, stop messing around. Just, just do the thing that works. This is also something, um, uh, a really easy way to get better at anything in life is to ask yourself, what, what is already working for me that I could be doing more of? Or what are the things that I know are working for me that I'm not doing, that I'm not currently doing? And everybody, you know, just you, you, I'm sure you've like, hey, I, I used to do this one training protocol that I got amazing results from, but I haven't done it in two years. Absolutely. Or there, were, there was this one thing that I maybe stopped or I cut out and then now it creep back in. But if I know that if I don't do that, my results go up. Yeah. And so we all have this, we have some knowledge all within us already that we could just apply tomorrow um, that we're you know, not currently doing. And uh, uh, often when, when something doesn't go well, then we will take some time to sit down and analyze. Yeah. But we often fail to do that when things go well. Um, and you know, I feel like every, everything I've been listening to lately, you, you guys have already been doing it like, how many times do you have an adverse effect to something and learn every time? How many times right. has it gone extremely well and you learn something? Not really. You don't, you just like, it was great and you forget about it. So we learn from our experiences that are subpar performance or, you know, yeah. let down. So I, man, you guys are, you're doing stuff that cognitively we all just don't give enough credit to or recognize. So this service you're providing um, sounds Sounds amazing. What, what does it cost? Yeah, TWG is, is $50 a month. We bill quarterly, so it's $150 uh, per quarter. Uh, go to, um, I think we set up a, um, a, a site for your listeners. If you go to ultraworking.com slash real, and if there is a promotion, then we'll put it on there. I'll, I'll check with... Uh, with our um, GWG. Oh, look at that. Responsible. Okay. Ultraworking.com um, forward slash real. Mm -hmm. Look at this. You, did you just go to it? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are on it. Freaking love it. Must have done that in like one work cycle. Yeah. Probably <laughs> three minutes. Um, right. And um, the cost is yeah, low. Uh, I mean, the, the thing is also that we, when we started, um, 
work cycles were a couple of times a week. And then when, you know, at the beginning of 2020, when things started becoming a little bit crazy and everybody was forced to work from home, we basically, uh, you know, turn around and try to and, and switch to offering work cycles 24 seven in order to support people. And uh, we've been on that schedule ever since. So basically the, the cost has stayed the same, but now instead of being able to do, you know, a couple of work cycles a week and you can do, I, I can, after this call, I can hop off and I can, um, you know, hop on work cycles and uh, it can have a productive session at pretty much any point in time and in any time zone. Um, my final question is, is this more focused on the individual, like, um, I guess, self-employed person, or is it more designed for a bigger corporate structure? Um, I mean, if you have a, if you have a, if you have a job where it requires you to be, you know, hopping on calls at a whim all the, all the time, and then it might be a little bit harder to make work, but we have everyone from academics, you know, working at a, at a, at a university to self-employed people, to people working at bigger companies that will carve out that time every day to do four hours of deep work or in between meetings. So as long as you can make that time um, and you have some uninterrupted time, then I think it works for everybody. And I don't, um, yeah, I don't think there is a specific, um, you know, type of, of, of individual that it works for um, or doesn't work for uh, specifically. I just, I just texted that uh, link to like four or five people I coach who are entrepreneurs and run their own business. I was like, you got to check this out. This is epic. You're going to love it. So thank you. Thank you so much. Jackson, Jackson's going to sign up tomorrow. I think. I might only have time to put in like one or two work cycles a <laughs> month, but when I do, it'll get a lot done. Consistency. Yeah. But no, I, I see lots of utility here and it's, it's a cool company. Um, but yeah, we, it's cool the all the crossovers between athletes and, and this kind of thing. And obviously when the, the founders did their research, um, they did it well. So, um, my other, this is a personal, more of a personal question, but you said that you do, was it, is it, it's martial arts, right? Is your, mm-hmm. so you, do you compete in that? Is that like the way you stay fit? And do you guys like suggest workout programs for people or is it just kind of like, you know, do you have people like that? share ideas in terms of that type of stuff or is it more kind of like self-driven on that side of things right um for me that's that's self-driven i do compete on an amateur level um i have a bit of a you know i i I tend to get injured whenever i take it too seriously so (laughs) it has stopped me from you know taking it more seriously but um yeah i love martial arts um it's uh I mean, not. I did judo from the from the age I was seven, and I competed in that as a as a juvenile all the way until I was eighteen, and then I switched to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And uh, for me, it really combines the the physical component very well with the mental component. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like like chess for for people that um, that that you know play chess. Uh, it's very much like you do this, I do this, you do that, I counter with something else. Um, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of workouts, I mean, it's super individual what people like. Um, so there are, I, I used to uh, work as a health coach before I joined, I joined Ultra Working, and I will definitely have some recommendations. So if you ask me what you should be doing, I, am, I will always be an advocate um, for strength training, just for the um, effects that it has on so many different parts of the body. I think if you could, if you could take the effects of strength training and put it in a pill and sell it to people, that would be a magical <laughs> pill. Um, Wouldn't everybody love that if you didn't have to actually exercise to get exercise? Oh, don't even start with me. People I, I mean, would, they would. I mean, they not would. us, because we like doing it, but there's so many people who are like, man, I just can't get moving. I just can't do it it's so hard. And then it would be cool to be fat. Because everyone would be fit and be like, well, this guy weighs like 300 pounds of nothing. He's just, he's soft. He's awesome. He'd be <laughs> swinging, swinging protocol. Right. right. I mean, yeah, that's, um, I think that's the, that's the biggest picture. I'm, um, I, I think uh, also the, also the zone two training, meaning um, the just steady state, 
yeah, steady state, that's, that's really important. And that's something where I you know, personally also could add many more hours um, to my weekly schedule that I'm currently doing. But um, yeah, I mean, the, I, I try to view this whole thing as a, like playing the long game. Um, right now, we know we all do this for, uh, for enjoyment and for, you know, feeling good. And, and, but once, once we're, you know, once you get to that, you know, 60, 70 year old um, age, then it, it becomes almost like a necessity. And, and all of the work that you put in before, you'll massively benefit in older age. So I'm the way I'm approaching it right now is I just need to put in that, you know, those, those couple hours a week to build up my, 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 I don't know, my, my balance in terms yeah, of muscle space. mass, fitness yeah, you're, space. You're essentially extending your quality of life into your later right. years. And that's really yeah. what the investment comes down to. It's like, yeah. if they showed a picture of, they showed 20 year old kids, um, like this happened years ago, showed 20 year old kids, uh, and a digitally aged picture of themselves when they're like 60 or 70. And then they said, well, you know, this is what it's going to look like when you're this old. Um, and here's some options for, you know, putting in your, to your retirement. Now, when you can see foreshadow what you're going to be going through later in life, if you don't see it, you're just like, well, it is what it is. I don't even know what it's going to look like. So why plan? But once you can see that outcome, people start to save more. And those people who were shown those pictures had like 50 to 60% more to retire on. So I think, well, you know, starting to visualize what it's going to be like now. And when I, you know, if I hit the ripe old age of 80 or 90, I'd love to still be, you know, running around and doing stuff. So as most of us would. So I think that's a good way to kind of put it together. Um, but yeah, I think you guys are looking to consult and hire a, maybe a pro athlete to structure some of your training for you guys. Uh, we'll be happy to, to, to get your clients working on their physical stuff while you guys handle the, the more mental side. So just let us know we're here. Sounds good. Yeah, it would be, it would be great to have you join one of our next events. I'm happy to send awesome. you over a pass. And I, I think you'll, you guys, you will crush it. You know, there are so many really like if someone is, um, this is maybe another thing. If someone is, if you're good at one thing, if you look at your life right now and, and you, and you just are good at one thing, then you should take that as a chance to realize that you could become good at many other things as well. If you have achieved excellence in one thing, there is nothing that stops you from achieving excellence and you know whatever else you focus on, unless there is some, you know, some specific reason why you can't. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, excellence trans translates. It's it's applicable to multiple things, and and if you have done it in one area, you can do it in another area, and that's why. You know, professional athletes once their career is over, usually crush it when they when they start going into business. Yeah, um, they did all of these that their grit and their determination and their and their focus and planning. That's just something that translates uh, amazingly well. Well, let's see what Tom Brady does. Maybe he'll be the president. <laughs> you don't even know who, Tom, you know who Tom Brady is. Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, everyone. And, uh, and um, I, and I think he's a great. Like, I mean, I'm not a. You know, I, I honestly don't even know the exact rules of football. Uh, in Germany, that's 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 a extracurricular activity. That's not something that you would naturally do. But what I found really interesting with him is the the effect that he has on his team. That that I found that extremely fascinating. Yeah. The the how how the how a leader in a sport can influence. Um, the people around him with you know his the way he approaches things I mean that's it kind of goes into the same field there you have someone who has achieved excellence probably by following specific ways he approaches things and by following mental rules and guidelines and best practices and this this guy comes in and can impart the same the same rules to his teammates, and all of a sudden, everybody starts performing better. Yeah, he becomes the team messiah. Right. Um, that's uh, that's super interesting, but that just that just shows you that it's it's really. Uh, I like to think about um, like a mental operating system, you know, and you can just install a better version of the software, and all of a sudden, even though you have the same body and you have the same brain because you're doing things slightly differently you're getting better results 
Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time and for the opportunity to share in obviously a completely different fields, but a very much shared passion for productivity and achieving greatness. And Jackson, I know that this was facilitated a lot by you all kind of putting it together and I kind of had a lot of insight. Um, so I appreciate you letting me kind of jump in and, and have some fun with it too. But Jackson, any final thoughts? Well, um, you know, I think, I think it's worth trying for me, even though, like I said, I literally might get one block a week, but it's pretty, um, if you have those blocks, you might as well make use of them, especially the less time you have. And that's kind of what I'm realizing is I don't have eight hours a day every day to put in work blocks, but when I have a block, you better make use of it. So, um, I, I think, I think we'll definitely be trying it and, uh, we'll put the link that you guys created for our specific side of things in the notes. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for your time. It's been great chatting with you and, uh, good luck with, with the business guys. Thanks for having me. It was really great. And, uh, looking forward to connecting in the future. Yeah. Let's stay in touch, buddy. All right, guys. Have a good Jackson. I know I shanghaied a lot of the talking points cause I was like super excited, like a child on Christmas about this episode. So thanks for hanging out. That's fine. I, you know what? I don't mind. I know this is right up your alley and I was just having a good time listening to what the hell is going on. So <laughs> what you cool. I think it's so applicable to so many different types of businesses and like my wife works in real estate and, you know, I hear about how the realtors work and what their job entails. And it, it's some, some job like that. Perfect. Where you're kind of generating your own leads and you're putting in your own work and you got to try to find out how to, how to be the best with your efficiency. So, um, you know, tons of different ways this can apply. And yeah, same literally very similar principles as training and, and, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, we do intervals in our training even to get like the most bang out of those hard workouts. You take work and then you, you do work and then you take shorter rest. You do work and you take rest. And yeah, um, it's kind of a similar idea as that. Yeah. And I think uh, check out the link they provided for our podcast, ultraworking.com forward slash real. And you're going to have an opportunity to save some money. Check out the website. Again, he did say, and I called him out for this, they're engineers. So the website is, is very informative. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's going to, you know, look a little bit more friendly after like, it's like very corporate, but I think all the data is freaking, imagine if you could just eke out 400% more of your performance just by attending a couple of these 30 minute work things. So I don't know, pretty epic Jackson, you could be, you could be the next high performance athlete of the world. Kidding, cool. you're gonna be there anyways i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah well i think i think it's a sweet idea but uh and they literally had a website for us before we even did the yeah, this awesome. thing it's like this is literally like the peak of efficiency they've just proven it it's pretty funny but anyway yeah so that was that check out our youtube video i actually just watched starting to watch it i haven't finished it but the first camp youtube video was sweet that nick put together so just watch the first one minute of this one and it gets off to a good start. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Cause you know what? I kind of forget it was a while ago. So yeah, it was like maybe six weeks ago. Uh, it goes yeah. Perfect. That was actually a tough one. So consistency, like I was not working on it every day. I worked on it like once a week and I wasn't going to get done fast. So then I just did it all two, four hour blocks, got her done. Nice. Um, anyways, let's roll. Thanks for listening and peace. Ow. Flying through the sky in my parachute Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise On a one-man mission trying to see it through